All right, we'll go ahead and get started here. Some of you might understand, Tina, that I'm not somebody who enjoys chit-chat. I'm not somebody that needs to know what you're putting in your underarms every day, if anything. Uh, Alexander, please turn the microphone off. Thank you, sir. I can do a Kundalini monologue, but I'm not good at small talk. Okay. I find small talk to be very, very, very distracting and kind of like a, uh, a form of self-stimulation for people. And I want that to be clear. I mean, if you have something to say, be, be clear about what you're going to say. Don't just run off at the mouth because you have nothing better to do. Don't ask me why the sky is blue. Okay? Don't ask me what I think of God. Focus on those on that question for yourself. What do you think of God? How do you feel about God? That type of thing. But the way it's been set up for me is that I'm here to, to help you with kundalini issues only. And I know, I know, the, the kundalini issues uh, encompass a huge amount of human behavior. Gossiping isn't one of them. Okay, me knowing about your children and what they're going through, sometimes, yes. Most of the other times, no. You made the kids. It's up to you to learn how to raise them. And I know, no, it doesn't come with an instruction manual, but you've got, <laughs> you've got to learn how to do it. If you made them and you birthed them, then you raise them as, as best that you can, as best that you can. I'm not a, I'm not a fill-in parent. Okay. I'm not a fill-in parent. Except for Dr. Anthony, I'll be a fill-in parent for him, but other people know. <laughs> and it's only because he lives in texas and everybody from california seems to be move, moving to texas and i think it's it's because of dr anthony's um uh project everybody wants to move closer to that though all right lots of interesting things are happening in the world today and it's one of the things that the kundalini and me always stress is you keep up with what's going on in your world around you. You have to keep up. You have to find a news source that is as truthful <laughs> as they can be. And I'd like to welcome Sebastian here. Good to see you, sir. What are those awesome tats I see on you? All those massive biceps. Look at that. Are they like skulls and daggers? No? <laughs> Go ahead. You can turn your microphone if you're going to respond. 
Uh, I have, uh, this is the <laughs> Savage Heart, it's two dragons. Uh, and it, uh, here is a little, a little devil that I made in my youth. <laughs> and on my back, I have a skull with horns and stuff. So yeah, it's a bit... <laughs> Esoteric, shall we say. Esoteric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Okay, so... <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Sebastian. So you've got to keep up with the current events that affect your world because it is your world. And there are groups of people on your world that are trying to affect you in certain ways. So, for instance, uh, let's see, I don't think we have anybody from Australia here yet. Um, here in the July 17th in the United States, they're going to try to turn all the cash. It's just cash is no more. You don't get to use any cash for anything. The only thing you get to use is a, a digital type of money system. Evidently, Tina, they've already done this in India. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. And the Indians have no problem with it, right? Now we are pretty used to it. <laughs> what about the Dalit? I mean, what if you can't afford a computer? What if you can't afford a phone? What if you can't afford to uh, to 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 have a device that allows you access to that type of thing? What happens to those people? Well, most of them are able to afford it. Oh. Yes, everyone is able to afford it. Hmm. It's hmm. they've made it pretty cheap here. The maybe maybe that's what they'll do here. I don't. I don't know. I just see it as a a harbinger of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I know they're doing it in Australia right now. So you've got to keep up with these things. The next step, of course, is uh, what Bill Gates uh, is de designing for the human body which is an implantation device. So you just wave your arm and your chip shows up, okay? I would recommend that nobody get that. <laughs> if, you, if you can have a card or if you, know, if you can like show something that you can hold it and set down, fine, fine. But to have a chip implanted, I think that's that's going uh, a very wrong, wrong way with this. And so I think it's very important for people to understand that. Uh, and the Kundalini most likely will interfere with those type of electronic devices. Now, with, uh, with, the, uh, <laughs> with the change that they're going to try to make in, on the 17th of July here in the States, um, They have to be a bit more cautious because we have guns. Oh, yes, we have guns. We have not ripped out our talons and filed down our, our teeth here in the States. Anthony has an AK-47. And this guy's a doctor <laughs> doing his dishes because it's Zoom time. So... <laughs> which is fine. It's a good time to do. So, I mean, you think about that. Does the tarantulas, you know, remove their fangs? It's like, oh, no, 
No, I want to be peace loving all the time. Does the tiger do this? Does the tiger go, oh shoot, I forgot to file down my claws. <laughs> Does the eagle go, oh darn. And it's like, oh, they're just too long. Does the eagle do that? I ask you. No, no. Why are we doing that? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Humans can be really, really dangerous to each other. Uh, you know, what, what people do to people is just staggering in, in the cruelty and the torment and the, the uselessness of, of violence. A tiger shark. A tiger shark can be extremely damaging to a human being. But if you if the you're in the ocean and you've got your your uh, your horned tattoo on the back and you're, you're you're swimming out there and the tiger shark sees that go oh, okay he must be a must be a deer or something <laughs> and he starts swimming towards you because he's going to eat you if you turn and face the tiger shark and put your hand on their forehead. They immediately know. First of all, the nictating membranes in their eyes close their eyes. And you just gently turn them away from you. And then, of course, you want to get out of the water in case they change their mind. Uh, they're trying that with great white sharks, but that's a more difficult thing. <laughs> I don't know. Tiger sharks are, are bad in some ways. Uh, you know, a white shark will bite you and then wait for you to bleed to death, where a tiger shark won't wait. It won't wait. It'll just start taking off limbs and legs and things like that. But the fact of the matter is, is you can do something about it if you just face it. And by facing your fears, it doesn't mean that you, you walk into it without your defensive mechanisms, whatever they may be, uh, uh, a knife, a gun, uh, whatever it may be. I have a I have a thirty thirty that I'm looking at right now. That's the kind of rifle that you see in the cowboy movies, you know, where they go, you know, and then it's it's ready to go. Uh, but I've I've used it, but I haven't killed anybody with it or anything with it. You can have a defensive mechanism without hurting anybody. Okay. The tiger shark has the sharp, sharp, sharp teeth and huge size. And yet, if you just approach it the right way, it's not going to hurt you. If you approach people the right way with kindness, with, with uh, care, with consideration, they're not going to hurt you. Now, you have these groups. You have these groups that are run by a man named Klaus Schwab. I don't know if you've heard of Klaus Schwab, but if you look him up, He's in charge of the WEF, the World Economic Forum. And his main, his main focus is population reduction. Population reduction. What does that mean? I ask you. I'm going to ask somebody here. Uh, Sarah. Sarah Olivka, what does population mean? 
I guess it means that the world is overcrowded, too many people on this planet. And so what's the obvious course of action? I don't know. Maybe, you know, I um, th this is a, a, a topic which comes close to home. It does. I was not uh, able to bear children. I lost two. And then I said, okay, maybe I'm not meant to be to have children. That was on a very early age in my life. Mm -hmm. However, I said, there are enough children out there who need parents. I don't need to have my own. And then I started to sponsor children. I have brought so far um, 22 children through school. I funded their education in India, in Mexico, in Romania, in Turkey. And um, I thought, well, <clears throat> A solution would be that people would take care of the children who are already born, where the parents, for one reason or another, cannot take care of them. And if the others you know, would take care of them instead having their own children, that's the way I chose for myself. But that would be maybe, maybe also a way to reduce a little bit the the population on, on, on the earth. Well, first of all, I want to compliment you for your practicality. You know, it's a very practical yeah. Kundalini solution that you came up with. And I want to, I want to honor you for the, 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 the help that you've given these other people. That's very, very good. And it's a very, very Kundalini gesture of kindness and, and, uh, and um, love love i mean it's very it's very good of you that you did that and are doing yes, that and i i, I, I recommend everybody who can i recommend to do something sarah levka is go ahead sarah did you have no, it was it you i considered that was way before the kundalini uh, activation so i was i was in my myself was in my mid 20s and i decided to do that and because i considered myself so lucky you know i was born and raised um, in a country where i didn't experience war or suffer from hunger or cold or whatever give back to society so uh, and i said oh all these children, all these children are born now. Um, why not put them through school? And I did. I, I put all of them through school, high school. That's it, high school. And then uh, they 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 were on on their own. Just one little story. My first foster child in India. Her name I will never forget. Nita Lohana. She was my foster, my first foster child, and I was myself 25 years old, and she was eight. And uh, I, um, I put her through school, and uh, then she started to work. And at some point, when she was in her 20s, she sent me her last letter. She got married. She thanked me for everything, and um, she gave birth to a child, um, a girl, and she named the girl after me. So that was the the last thing I ever heard. So kind things like that happen to me a lot. Um, but in general, 
I try to stay I, I try to stay out of their lives because I thought I don't I don't want them to feel in debt to me that they have to pay me back. So I put them through school and then I set them free. I understand. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, I mean, and you and you never met this person either. That's the other cool no. thing about it. No, right? that was back when we still wrote, wrote letters. Yeah. Oh, letters back when when we were using the postal system. Yes, cool. yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we can say that. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. Charles Schwab wants to reduce the amount of people on this planet. And, you know, on the, on the one hand, I, I don't disagree. Uh, people are procreating at a rate that, and we're not running out of resources. There's plenty of resources, but we're, we're destroying the environment. We're destroying that which creates resources. And uh, I think population control, nobody gets more than two kids, should be the rule. You know, and so that takes out these 10-member families. You know, the Catholics, the Mormons have as many kids as they can to, to promote their, their religion. That type of thing should, should stop. Uh, it's very important that we pay attention to this as Kundalini people and that we don't emulate that we don't emulate uh, these ideologies. The WEF is really more concerned about maintaining uh, a wealth for those that have and sacrificing those who don't have as much. Okay. This is a big deal. I know, I know, but we have to look at these areas as Kundalini people. We have to observe we have to see we have to interact in some cases uh as our grace just you know determines that we should interact uh so as i mentioned earlier the uh let me ask you something when bill gates gets his permission and the uh, you know your government wherever you are forces you to put that chip inside your body what are you going to do what are you going to do? Are you going to say no? And if you're saying no, then you can't travel. You can't buy food. You can't work. You can't buy gas if you have a car, petrol. You can't do any of those things. And what are you going to do? Unless you wear that chip somewhere in your flesh. What are you going to do, Magali? <laughs> I think I will try to learn to be self-sufficient like as much as I can good good here in California uh, in, until I think it, it might still be on the books but I don't think it is they had a law against collecting rainwater you weren't allowed to collect rainwater. It was illegal. You, you'd get fined or you'd go to jail uh, if you collected rainwater. 
which means that if you walked outside and rain fell on your head and you came inside the house, you just collected rainwater. If you have hair. People like me, well, we're okay, but <laughs> the people like Magali or Julia or anybody else that has some hair, now you're going to jail. Okay, I don't know if that's still in the books, but I think it is. Uh, and they do that because they want to prohibit people from having their own agriculture, from having their own garden, because they want you dependent upon their systems of procurement, which means that you have digital money, like uh, I believe they're having in India right now. And I think uh, UK's uh, UK dropped the dollar now, and they're backing the Chinese and the Russians, you know, for that new uh, monetary system that the Chinese and the Russians are putting out there. So, Things are getting kind of crazy because it's all, you know, the money is all about power, power over the populations. And they don't want you to be self-sufficient, as Magali is suggesting. They don't want you to be able to grow your own food, to ride your horse to school, uh, to do anything that doesn't require you to be addicted to government control. How does your kundalini feel about this? Any of you? How do you feel about this? Um, well, I've been resisting all of the government mandates from day one. <laughs> yeah. And I've been speaking out to warn everybody about everything <laughs> um, for three, well over three years now, when not many people, other people were. And I'm still doing it to this day. And Good. I will not have any chips inside me. And I will not comply. And so are you willing to starve to death? I'm willing to find uh, other people who will find ways around their systems and find uh, different ways of exchanging uh, goods and food and money and water or whatever for, for services and, and, you know, there are always black markets out there. It has been since the dawn of time. There's always ways around systems. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any criminals or criminal activity going on. And a lot of the criminals are very wealthy, aren't they? So um, there's always a way around this. What we need is actually mass non-compliance, and then they can't do anything. They lose true. all their power. That's true. So my, my mission was to try and wake people up as much people up as possible or enough to limit what they're doing or turn around push and push back against what they're doing. And that's what I've been doing for the last few years. We'll keep doing I, it. But, I know you've but been speaking out as well. So keep, keep yourself safe at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because they will come after you. Oh yeah. I was actually, I've been followed and, <laughs> Been yeah. uh, had my account taken down off LinkedIn because every post I was doing was getting like 30,000 views, even though I had a small network and and you know the British military and whatever didn't like it. So uh, I was on a watch list for a long while. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you have to understand that everything is 
going faster now. Uh, things are coming to a head, and there's a reason why things are coming to a head. Okay. Um, it kind of confuses me a little bit, but I'll tell you what else happened. Back in the 60s, a book came out called The Story of Adam and Eve by a guy named Chan Thomas, C-H-A-N and then T-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, the Story of Adam and Eve. And this was a book about charting and understanding cataclysms, worldwide cataclysms. And evidently, according to that information, two other authors have been doing it too, uh, but I can't pronounce their names right off the top of my head. Jan Thomas is a lot easier. Uh, The last one was uh, seven to to eight thousand years ago, and that's the one that wiped out, I think, the Atlantean civilization, or or it was the big flood for Noah. And it wasn't just a regional thing; it wasn't just Mesopotamia that got flooded. Everywhere got flooded, everywhere, and the continents were redistributed. Okay, and this can happen quicker than what geologists like to understand. They, you know, they think, oh, you know, we've got this geological creep that's going on. It takes millions and millions of years. It can do it instantly. Everything got wiped out. And this is why you see these anomalies in the fossil uh in the areas of, of fossil discovery. You see like a hammer you know, that's millions of years old. And they're going, how did that hammer get there? How, what happened here? You know, it's like, they couldn't have had this millions of years ago. It's like, what is it? Is it E.T.? What is it? You know, and it's just a product of the redistribution of the masses. Um, you need to be aware of these things. You don't need to hang on to them and have them weigh you down on your shoulder uh, you're here for a very, very, very specific purpose. And that purpose is known only really to your grace. But what my grace is telling me about some of your graces is that you're here to provide an example to other people about what they can do, what, what can be done by having the Kundalini. You can change the course of populations. Ah, yeah, okay. So uh, Julie is asking me to expand on the whole idea of the polar shift. The polar shift is the mechanism. And this can happen instantly. Instant. Doesn't take, you know, the scientists are, you know, they don't want anybody to panic, right? So they don't they don't want the populations to all of a sudden go crazy. So they say, well, hmm, hmm let's just tell them it's a really slow thing. It can be instant right now right now okay and it's this is how the whole earth is covered by water 60 meters or something like that of water the whole earth this is a cataclysm event okay and what happens is some things are uh, the highest peaks uh 
like the Mount Everest, some of the Andean, some of the, in the Andes range, some of the volcanoes in the Pacific, some of the mountains like Kilimanjaro in Africa. At the top of these mountains, you know, they're not flooded. They're not flooded. But everything below a certain uh, altitude is definitely flooded. This is how the Nephilim were removed from. Everybody know what a Nephilim is? Nod your head. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Nephilim were the children of angels or E.T., at, however you wish, and human women. So another creature came in and mated with human women uh, and the children of that marriage were giants they were the race of the giants uh they were some of them like 30 feet tall and uh you know there were colonies uh 1902 wisconsin united states the cheese state <laughs> they found an entire colony of of giant skeletons buried on an island in the middle of a small lake you know and this was in the news this was the, this was back then they put it in the newspaper i can give you the, the the picture if you want i mean these were very very large hominids these are very large human-like creatures and uh none of them are here today so there have been some remnants there was one that was killed in 2002 by u.s forces in afghanistan uh and there were some that were killed near lovelock nevada by uh the the organized uh tribes of the native americans in that area the the paiute you know and there's still remnants you can still see the red hair the big bones i mean you can piece it together now science doesn't want you to know this the government doesn't want you to know this because this interrupts their narrative of, of what they want you to think history is. They want you to believe in Charles Darwin. They want you to believe in science because science has all the answers. It, you know, that's what they want you to see. And it's just not, our history is not what you've been taught at all. Okay. So you need to understand this. Uh, the Nephilim, those, those giants were taken out by a flood another cataclysmic event, as were the dinosaurs. Another cataclysmic event. It was not necessarily an asteroid in the Gulf of Mexico. Hello, how easy is that? These are things that you need to consider. One of the main aspects of Kundalini is that it will seek out the ultimate truth in your life and in your world. Now, I don't know if this happens for everybody. But it did happen for me. Uh, as I reached a certain point within my activation, I had to find books that were telling the truth. And there were authors out there. there the truth was, was there, but you had to search for it. You had to find it because it wasn't obvious. And, and so she gives you the, the sacred feminine kundalini, gives you these powers of discernment. 
so that you can you can go through the different uh, uh, publications and you can say, oh, who's true? Who is ah? There's a truthful one. There's a truthful one. And uh, this is how I found out about Project Paperclip. Anybody know what that is? Project Paperclip? No. Okay, you have to look that up. You'll have to spell paperclip. Okay. Project Paperclip. This is how I found out about what the United States government was doing secretly that they didn't want the, the public to know. And then what will happen is you'll get a little bit of truth, and then the Kundalini extrapolates on that truth. She builds that truth into a bigger level of understanding for you. A lot of things happened in World War II that we that people still don't know about, like the Black Bell. Okay. Uh, the creation of technology that has anti-gravity, for instance, uh, the flying saucers. These were all created uh, by the Nazis in Pinimunde, Germany, towards the end of the war. Matter of fact, uh, when the Allies came into that laboratory, they found half, half uh, uh, produced uh, what we would call an ET, like a flying saucer. But they also saw that one one was missing, one was completely gone. So, so there's these things that you need to understand. A lot of the ET that you'll see on this planet is back engineered by us. Not from a crashed one, but that those do add into it. But from the end of World War II. Okay. A lot of things happened during that war that, that they don't want you to know about. You know, they brought a lot of the Nazis over here to the United States to do work. They all moved to Texas. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so it's important for you to understand this. The world is not what you what you've been taught that it is. So you need to bring this into your awareness. You need to bring this into your awareness. Uh, the, the specific governments that are here on this world, specifically Chinese, uh, Russian, Great Britain, uh, American, they don't have a problem inflicting pain to get what they want. Uh, the United States, so I can speak, does not have a problem with torture. And they don't care if it's children. They don't care if it's adults. They don't care if it's men or if it's women. They will torture you to get what they want from you. This is something that they do. Okay, This is something you need to understand. So as you develop your kundalini, don't go on TV showing that you can you can lift an orange with your mind. That's the last thing that you want to do. Because they will take you out of society. They'll put you in a, in a prison so that you can't do that to one of their nuclear missiles. This is why it's so important for you to understand. Now, the, the, the ridicule factor is still very much alive for people that have the kundalini. 
you know, just as bad for the Kundalini as it is for those who are going, oh, I saw a flying saucer. Even though even to this day, the, the uh, United States Air Force recognizes that, yeah, there are unidentified flying objects. Uh, go ahead, Vincent. I saw your hand. Yeah, Hi. yeah, I yeah. Hello, Master Chris. Hi. Uh, you have been talking about the cataclysms like from past civilizations. Do you think uh, those yes. cataclysms are about yes. to happen in the next yes. few years? Yes. So that means, yes. but that means, if the Klaus Schwab and all those other idiots want to have total control over the population that they will eventually just fail because the cataclysm will take them out, right? I think they're planning on surviving the cataclysm, but they want a population of slaves uh, to do their bidding. You know, if they do, they want the, they want the people to go out there and till the soil and grow the food. And, you know, they want a breeding population that they can either keep on this world or move off world. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. And so that's they, why they, they want the, the chips implanted so that you are totally controlled. Yeah. Awful. Completely A controlled. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, how can you, how can you um, um, spread information about the Kundalini with this total control? I mean, you, you basically have to shut up, right? I don't. Okay. So we go deeper into the rabbit hole then. Are you ready? Everybody? Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> do, you, do you have your rabbit ears on? Everybody get their rabbit ears. <laughs> All right. In, in, uh, in, in Magali language, bunny ears. Bunny. Okay, there we are. There are certain frequencies that you can develop on a sound generator that will control how a person thinks. There's a frequency of sound that you can hear that will make you cry. There's a frequency of sound that will make you afraid. There's a, a frequency of sound that can bring great joy and, and bliss. There's These basic things can be artificially induced. Okay? So this is, this is the easier way to keep keep the people that you want to control in line but you have kundalini it's a little bit different yes alexander but uh, i think i'm not sure but i think that uh the same frequencies of the sound can be activate can be used for a kundalini activation right Some of them. Yeah, there's a there's a frequency of now just a second here. John the Baptist. There was a a, a church hymn or a religious hymn or song developed by John the Baptist. It was called the Hymn of Saint John the Baptist. And this carries solfeggio frequencies that can activate an individual. This is what was meant. Like when, when you read that John the Baptist was baptizing people into Christianity, he wasn't. He was activating their kundalini in the river. 
Okay. That's what he was doing. That's what he did. And that's what he did for Christ. Now, there's some people that say that the true Savior really was John the Baptist. You know, if you read about that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that just kind of goes on and on. But you, you can, uh, yeah, there are frequencies that can be used. Oh, by the way, the Vatican buried that hymn. They don't want people singing that. <laughs> they don't want you to hear it. But as you can see, as you can see, Kundalini doesn't care. She'll just wake up anyway. Every single one of you have this. Every single one of you have this. There's 24 people on this chat right now. 24 people have the activated or awakened Kundalini. I mean, nothing can stop grace. Nothing. Even death does not stop Kundalini. It will just find another body for you. Bruno says, Master, is there truth to existing plans for positive ETs to help people survive the cataclysm? Yes. Some of those have already been taken. Some, you'll, you'll, you'll find entire villages have been evacuated. I mean, you'll walk into a village like in Siberia or the far northwest or any other areas of the of the of the jungle and just everything is gone the food is still on the table everybody is gone okay they didn't all just die some of them were just taken and, and moved to a different area a different landmass or a different planet uh geez you know i could just go on and on and on and what she gives to me as being truthful and it's it's a hard thing it's a hard thing to to hold and not say because you know that anybody you say it to is just going to shake their head at you and go what a crazy person we we need he needs to get back on his meds you know so so it's it's a very difficult thing but there yeah they've been so many things are real that we don't think are real. Archangels are real. Angels themselves are real. Um, Atlantis was real. All of these things were real. And because they existed, they can be revisited. In other words, let's just say Alex is Alex is going about his day, and he's just saying, it's like, God, I'd kind of like to go to Atlantis, you know. And the kundalini will show him how to turn one way and then turn quickly another way, which jumps him out of the time stream, helps him find the, the timeline for the Atlantean civilization and insert him into that civilization or allow him to view it without being inserted into the civilization. So, yeah, you got to understand, here's the deal. <laughs> When you, if Alex is inserted into the Atlantean civilization, well, you go, oh, oh, there's the grandfather paradox, right? Everybody know what the grandfather paradox is? Well, how come you don't know what the the grandfather paradox is? The grandfather paradox is if you go back in time and kill your own grandfather, you would not be, you would not exist, right? And it's similar to the butterfly effect, okay, for time travel. You guys look that stuff up. 
<laughs> so Alex goes back and he's inserted in the, the Atlantean process. He doesn't change anything because that's kind of already set within the, the timestamp. Uh, that's already set, but he can participate in it and then get wiped out with everybody else in that cataclysm without changing this current society. Klaus Schwab will still be doing his shit. Okay. So that's what can that's how you can time travel without worrying about. Now, if you if you want to go back to 1849 in the gold rush in California, you know, you may you may not that may require you to have a splinter reality, which is not an exact uh that's not an exact replication of what actually happened. It's a it's a splinter reality that splinters off from that event that allows you to participate in that, thereby changing things, right? Changing things in that reality. Uh, but if you do it beyond the cataclysmic, the cataclysm is like what Klaus Schwab calls the Great Reset. That is the Great Reset. Okay. You have the Mahabharata in India. This was a great war in India. Mahabharata came about through various differences of opinion, <laughs> using specific levels of technology that were more advanced than our current nuclear weapons. And I've mentioned this before. There are slag heaps in India that can only be created by nuclear forces. And you notice that I didn't say nuclear, which really irritates me nuclear even our generals in the united states can't pronounce nuclear without going nuclear anyway i'm just just an aside <laughs> it shows our level of illiteracy um so you can do these things these things are possible as i mentioned alex turning a certain way and then turning another way that's how you slip. That's how you jump out of the time stream, the current time stream. But you want to be very, very, very careful about that. You want to be very, very careful because if you can't get back to your normal time stream, well, you're lost to this reality forever. Until you die, I should say. Once your soul leaves, then it's it's already transdimensional. Okay. So these things are possible for Kundalini people. Flying. Levitation, all of that stuff is possible for Kundalini people. And if I had, if I had control over all of you and you wanted to learn these things, then I would have to take you from your home and I would have to put you in a community and you would have to eat, sleep, and, and, and drink kundalini all the time in order to get to those areas of of acidic uh, skills expression <clears throat> so you could do this but your your society holds you down and your karma your society and your karma will hold you back from it okay uh but for those of you who want to do it privately well you can do it privately you just ask your kundalini and just go you could do one of the one of the ways to access these gifts is to 
it's very difficult, but you can do it. Wall yourself up into a cave so that you can't get out. Make the arrangement that you get food and defecation removed. And in the dark and in that space, begin your meditations. And what will happen is your kundalini will light you up from the inside. And so you'll think, oh my gosh, I'm in a dark cave. But it won't be dark for you. The kundalini will light everything up. And as that light increases, so will your knowledge base increase. As that knowledge base increases, so will the necessity or non-necessity for your skill sets to develop will increase. It takes a measure of giving in order to receive. And if you really give in a big way, then you're really setting yourself up to receive in a big way. Very important for you to understand that. Okay. A lot of the, a lot of you guys come up to me or that you, you, you private email me. And it's like, give me everything you got during the Shakti pot. I am so ready. Don't hold back. Master Christmas, don't hold back. I want it all right now. You know, and I just see that person going up like a Roman candle. You guys know what a Roman candle is, right? No. The flame. <laughs> Spontaneous human combustion. Um, and that doesn't happen with Kundalini. Spontaneous human combustion won't happen with you. She, she won't let that happen. The idea isn't for you to burn. The idea is for you to evolve. That's the idea. Okay. And you've got to remember that. Even given these skill sets, these skill sets are just minor things on the path, but they can help you to survive a cataclysm. While the world is drowning, you'll be up there on Mount Kilimanjaro in your special little cave meditating. <laughs> the, food, the food sources might not last too long, but yeah, okay. Oh, and, and the water covers the world for like seven or eight years. Years, ladies and gentlemen, years. Think about that. Now we're talking Waterworld, right? Remember that movie, Kevin Costner, Waterworld? You know, people kill each other for a handful of dirt because you can plant a plant in dirt. Can't plant a plant in, uh, well, you can't plant tomatoes in the ocean. Okay. So these things you need to know. This is the rabbit hole. I understand this is probably boring to some of you thinking, oh, pie in the sky, this can't happen to me. But it can happen to every single one of you. Bruno asks, are there different timelines that branch out and coexist simultaneously like different versions? That's what I said, a splinter reality. So yes, there are. Splinter realities do exist. Okay. So how far down the rabbit hole do you guys want to go give me show me a little hand i think they have a little thing that you can raise your hand here how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go vincent wants to go down the rabbit hole <laughs> <Tina>. <laughs> 
Dr. Anthony's not pressing his button. And it's, I, I'm not sure he wants to go. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. So we only got three people that want to go down the rabbit hole. It's not fair to the rest of you guys that don't necessarily want to go that way. May I say something? Yes, ma'am. Very good, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I'm not sure that people who are not uh, English-spoken know what uh, going down the rabbit hole means. Like me personally, I don't know what that means. It's the bunny hole. The bunny hole for you, Magali. Bunnies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a reference to Alice in Wonderland going yes. down the rabbit hole. Well, she goes, she discovers a whole new world and universe of crazy things and beings. That's, that's yes. where the phrase so, comes from. Yeah, that's sorry Thank about you. that. It's my bad. Thank you, Alex, very much. Thank you, sir. Yeah, reference to Alice in Wonderland. She she runs down the rabbit hole because she sees a, a human-sized rabbit going, It's late. I'm late for a very important date. I'm late. I'm late. And he dives down the rabbit hole. And Alice sees him do that. She goes, wow, I, I think I'm going to go down that way too. And then one of the first things she meets there is the mad, it's the, it's the fat cat sitting in the tree. I forget what he called it. Is that the mad hatter? No. Well, there's the mad hatter, the fat cat, there's the tin man, um, the lion, all sorts of weird things from there you, very distant you. memory. <laughs> I thought that was a Cheshire cat. <laughs> Cheshire cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she meets them. She meets these these things and and they're they're very anti current reality for her. Reality for her was the late 1800s. Okay. By uh so so you've got to understand that that with the kundalini it takes you swiftly out of the created reality that your current reality exists within. Your reality is created. It's created by certain forces on this world uh, that want you to think a certain way, to develop a certain way, uh, to, to find a certain way that is more of a service towards the current uh, community that you're in, or the the uh, the multiple communities of this world. Okay. Oh, she's. I'm being reminded right now that you're all getting Shakti Pot right now. Every single one of you. I don't care if you just put your name up there. If I see your name and I see all your names, you're getting it. Okay, and that includes the person who just put iPhone out there. You're getting it too. There is no hiding from grace. No hiding at all. And you shouldn't really want to. Okay. Questions, comments, concerns about this depth of the rabbit hole. Mermaids are real. Mermen are real. There is a civilization that exists underwater. The inner earth scenario is real. This is real too. There are dimensional pockets within the world. Yes, Dr. Anthony. I, I just, you were talking about Charles Schwab and, yeah. you know, his intentions. I just wanted to mention, you know, I've been playing the stock market for a long time. That's how I was able to buy that building. Um, but after 
you know who became our president everything went down haven't been able to make anything but the odd thing is i did that with td ameritrade and td ameritrade just transferred within the last month or so all their accounts including mine to charles schwab i had no control over that i don't think it's charles schwab julia what's his name It's Klaus Schwab. Klaus. Klaus, Klaus Schwab. Schwab. Or anyway, it's it's a, the the stock market trading called Schwab, and that's what I was transferred to. And I wonder if you know if this is all related. So it sounds like somebody got bought. They got bought, and your accounts transferred. Same thing happened to me with my bank. I was banking with Bank of the West for years and years, and. Uh, then Bank of Montreal buys Bank of the West. And so therefore now I have a Bank of Montreal account, which is like totally useless to me. But okay. All right. That's that's what happened. You know, the only well, reason I had Bank of the West is because it was owned by the, the French bank. Uh, and uh, I could go when it, whenever I went to Europe, which was common at the time, that I could have a... <laughs> You know, I could go to the machine and get money, you know, from the my bank account there in Europe. Now I can't do that because it's Bank of Montreal and nobody really gives a shit about Montreal. No offense to Canadians. So, yeah, that's. Well, that was, that was, a, that was a huge move. I mean, the, that was a big buyout. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, evidently, everybody's going to not the the cash that you're saving in your piggy bank is going to be worthless. Your pennies, your quarters, your your dollars, your five dollars or pounds or whatever, what have you. Don't you get to trade those in? I have not heard that, but you might be able to. But but see, you'll be only allotted a certain amount of spending per month and. Uh, what they're what I'm hearing at the moment is that Americans will be allowed to spend a thousand dollars. That's it, thousand dollars. That's it, Doctor Anthony. So you better your building's gonna gonna take on a slower a slower developmental process, <laughs> and you'll have to feed your dogs and your chickens and your and anybody else there, you know, on that thousand dollars. And they're going to want you totally dependent on the government for money. And, you know, this is already happening. Social Security is, you know, here in the States. Social Security does that. You know, you depending on how you worked, how much money you made over your lifetime, they, they determine that and they measure your lifestyle based upon that. This is what uh, I believe, Joe Lanta, you went through all this, right? So all the money that you paid into the system is going to come back to you until you die at a certain amount of months. Uh, so that's that's still, you know, but the thing is, is what they're really taking away is your privacy. Like if I want to go, you know, let's say I want to um, buy something that the government doesn't want you to buy. You know, and that can be a, a new plant that they want to demonize or, you know, some some other thing. Uh, they'll know about it. They'll know. They'll know that Trotsky's seeing prostitutes. They'll know. <laughs> That's right. 
They'll know all the secrets of Sebastian Bargling and what he's spending his money on. We know what you're doing, Sebastian. <laughs> now, a lot of Kundalini people, you know, she's like, I don't care. I got nothing to hide. I don't give a shit what they do. Okay, They can't hurt me because I'm not attached to anything. But you're still attached to food. You're still attached to, to clean water. You're still attached to having shelter and clothing. And those things can also be interrupted uh, by virtue of, of, of a cashless society. Uh, they can also just eliminate your account. Now, you know, I, I survived through PayPal, right? For those of you that have donated, I, I survived through PayPal. My food, my clothing, everything I have comes to me through PayPal. And PayPal can just eliminate my account any day it wants. The only thing that keeps it going is that it has a profit motive. It has a profit motive. It is profitable for them to not terminate my account. <laughs> but they can. They can. I mean, you know, you know, the, if you lose your phone chip or you lose your phone. Uh, you can't get into your account then. Is that right, Julie? Is that how that works in the in the UK? Uh, PayPal are notorious for actually shutting down people's accounts for actually saying the wrong thing on social media. <laughs> oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. They obviously haven't been reading. Yeah, there was a big campaign. Uh, <laughs> I think it was late last year. Um against to boycott pay, paypal and they they lost a ton of money um and they ended up having to put some of the people's accounts back like the the, the spectator um articles and stuff like that because everyone realized what they were doing they were basically punishing people oh fr freezing oh, really? their account they, they, they basically locked people out of their accounts they couldn't access their own money um, they wouldn't give the money back. There was no way, no right of appeal. It was horrendous. And mm. all of their terms of, um, I was actually sharing their terms and conditions of service and others were campaigning against PayPal because of what they were doing. Like they, like Trudeau did in Canada where he just got the banks to basically stop all the donations to the truckers and the banks shut down their accounts and GoFundMe accounts and all that stuff. Because, all on That's a whim, right. all on the gov government say so. And that was, was because it was illegal. Yeah, that was anyway. because that's what Klaus Schwab told Trudeau to do. Yeah, and that's what they did. Yeah, it's totally illegal. You know, it's the totally. Tr the trouble now is with the CBDCs and the, the way it's going. Um, that we're, we're having a British. <laughs> they're introducing the the, the digital pound <laughs> uh, shortly. Um, Actually, I showed a very good video on my Facebook profile. It's about 10, 15 minutes long. And it's, it was basically explaining all of the things that they will do to you once they withdraw cash. You lose all your money. Uh, and the, the CBDCs are programmable. Uh, very good examples of what it will mean to you and your family. And your, your, well, what you'll I be suggest able to everybody, everybody go to his Facebook profile and watch that movie. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. I mean, I'll, um, it's hard to find good information. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there, but um, I think I did it last week. 
Um, but it's it's basically it looks like a spoof BBC video, but it's all about the CBDCs. But if you read if you watch it, this is very much what's what's going on and what's all in the WF uh, and World Health Organization website material. WEF, right? WEF, yeah. Sorry, and yeah, the yeah, WHO yeah. Are, are pushing a lot of this stuff as well. They are too. That's true. Um, Absolutely, they're pushing more. Oh, okay. Digital so passports going... are next. EU right. have gone for the digital passports, and the, the World Health yeah. Organization have backed that as a global standard. So it's not there's gone another, away. There's another virus coming. Yeah. <laughs> and they will want to force everybody to take the virus. And if you don't take the virus, you're going to lose your money. That's how it works. Vaccine. That's the vaccine. Or, or <laughs> I'll have the virus. Not the I don't vaccine. know. I, I think I said it. I think I said it right, though. I think they want you to take the virus. They want you to take the virus because the virus is in the vaccine. They want to. They. It was a slip on my part, but yeah, they want you to take the vaccine, which gives them more control over you. Okay. This is this is what they want. This is we're going back to a feudal system of government. Uh, Chrisem, yes, sir. Uh, I have a question about uh, those people wanting to force the vaccine upon you. What I uh, believe or what I think I know is that it is a matter of intent whether the Kundalini will protect you. So if you intend to do the vaccine, if you are not forced, then it's also on your part because you took it. Exactly. Right? If you took it, you made a choice. How many of you here took the vaccine? Dr. Anthony is one. So only Dr. Anthony. <laughs> oh, Tina did too. Okay. All right. So you guys, you guys are forced, not forced, but you guys volunteered. And so the nanites that that vaccine had in them is is still working away but as we have seen and i've mentioned this before as we have seen with kundalini it messes with electronic instruments and these nanites are based on body electricity okay so and there's nothing the kundalini cannot protect you from and this is from trust he says trust i've been sleeping at a friend's house for two nights and that friend of mine drinking something. What did he say? And that friend of mine drinks and parties every weekend, and I feel really hurt in my heart. Can you see if that's an entity? No, that is your Kundalini telling you to stop sleeping over at his house. I mean, come on, trusty. Please don't don't ask questions like that. It's it's so obvious. Isn't it obvious to you? That's what she'll do. She'll she'll start really hurting your heart emotionally. It's like your heart will it feels like your heart is breaking in a in a in a slight way. It's not major, it's not cataclysmic, right? Mm -hmm. But what she does is she 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 makes you feel so sad about what is happening. Yep. And that sadness is telling you stop going there. Stop partaking okay. of that. Oh, and let's talk about the prostitutes, Dorothy. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Okay. So, so the scenario is, is your world is changing in a very rapid, rapid, fast rate right now. And it's changing faster than you would have ever had to acclimate to it before. And you need to acclimate quickly. You need to find your alternatives. Now, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson has put out an alternative financial system to compete with Klaus Schwab's WEF system. And it's called ARC, A-R-C, and it's an acronym for something, I forget, something about responsible citizenship. Uh, and I want you to look into that. I, I personally like what Jordan Peterson has to say about a lot of things. Uh, he's not Kundalini, but he's coming at it from a, from a place that makes far more sense about psychology, about uh, people's intentions, things of that nature. And so you might look him up. Jordan Peterson. He's got a lot of stuff on YouTube right now, but look up Jordan Peterson and ARC, capital ARC, and see what that says and see if that uh, works for you. Um, so there is an alternative. There's an alternative that's being uh, pushed out there. He has like, I don't know, Julia was telling me that he has something like uh, 20,000 followers or 20 million followers i think that's what it is 20 minutes what what was it julia speak it, seven please. millions seven million so he's got seven million followers and and i think that's enough to to really uh can, julia can you lower that camera so we're not staring at the ceiling ah thank you okay i'm trying to post a link i'm trying to post his link to his uh, youtube and i oh. need the phone in my hand okay all right thank you hon. thank you for doing that okay so i want you to look at these different options that are coming your way and of course you know i, I always support you having your own garden i also i support you getting your hands in the soil ranvig let me see your hand show me your hand When's the last time you had those hands in the dirt? Uh, today. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> very good. That's very, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Ranvig. And Julia just posted that on the chat room. Uh, just for those of you listening on the uh, podcast, let me read off that address to you. It is HTTPS, uh, then the two dots, forward slash, forward slash, YouTube.com, forward slash, at Jordan B. Peterson, all one word, J-O-R-D-A-N, capital B, and then P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N, all one word. So you can get it there. Uh, that's a colon, I guess it is. Yeah, okay. Colonic. So, so. Go there and check that out and see what you think. But I want you to be on the lookout now. I want you to be on the lookout for as long as we are allowed to do these Zooms. And they may shut down the internet in order to force people to comply. Okay, that's Don't think your internet is so permanent here. It's not. This is a very, very, very fragile technology that can be interrupted uh, on a whim by any specific government. Sebastian, where do you live at? What's your country there? 
I'm from uh, Sweden. Sweden. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you have there's the Swedish government. I think is a little more pro proactive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I want you guys to start looking for alternatives. You all are very, very smart. Very smart people. And it's very important for you to start. If we cannot have a physical community where, where, where Alex is telling us how to spend our money, Magali is telling us how to speak certain languages, Frosty is telling us about prostitution. If we can't have... <laughs> our kundalini community then let's have it here let's have it here most of you are coming here week after week okay so let's have it here let's let's uh combine our resources our brain power our kundalini and let's come up with with solutions for us as individuals and perhaps uh, our society as well. Let's start thinking about it, surfing the internet about it. Okay. I think it's really important. What good is surviving a cataclysm if you don't have anything to eat for seven years? How long do you think you're going to last? Without fresh water, you're not going to last three weeks. Without food, you're not going to last, what, I think a month and a half? Think about it. Now, Magali gave me a gift a thousand years ago. She gave me a gift of, of freeze-dried survival food, which I have up here in the closet here. It has pork in it, and for 22 years, I was... 20 yeah 22 years i wasn't allowed to eat the pork lately she's allowed me to eat the pork so i guess i can eat the survival food thank you magali i suggest all of you get some i suggest all of you get some do your best to get it canned goods or, or canned goods can last you two to three years too look at the date look at the expiration date and add a year to that and you should be fine. Look for things like chili. Chili, it has greens, it has beans, it has meat, it has, uh, or, or beef stew or these types of stews. They have more than one thing in them. It's not like a tuna fish can. It gives you a meal in a can. And I want you to, I want you guys to survive. No matter what, I want you to survive. Start looking at the high places in your world. <laughs> you know, Alexander, start looking at the Alps. <laughs> Alex, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting. Actually, I was planning to trip to next right. week, next week in Switzerland in the Alps. Oh, there you go. There you go. Look for a cave. <laughs> look for a cave okay anybody that's in, in the uk you guys need to just get out of the uk i mean let's face it 
you know, if, if anything's going to get inundated, it'll be the UK. I mean, the UK is like Florida. Okay. If you're in Florida, you're going to have to move. <laughs> here I've got the Sierras right behind me, and I have uh, the Trinity Alps over here to the north, which I'll be much closer to in a, in a short amount of time. Um, like I said, the uh, the landowner selling the house here, selling the whole property, so I have to move, and uh, I'll be moving probably this summer sometime, and uh, we'll we'll see about the internet okay but in the meantime let's really begin to work together with this okay now for the who who has been homeless here who has literally lived on the streets really just two of us <laughs> well you learn you learn a lot about life when you're homeless you learn how to survive you learn how to stay safe okay very important for those of you who 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 have been raised in the creature comforts of four walls and a roof and a floor to learn what it's like to be outside and to make outside your home Okay, or to have a uh, what do they call those things in England? Um, uh, here in the states, we call them trailers. Anthony, you need to get a trailer, Doctor Anthony. Um, they got some weird name for it in England. Uh, I mean, like caravan or Winnebago uh, caravan. Or like <laughs> caravan. Where did they get caravan? I mean, I never mind. From the gypsies. So, <laughs> the gypsies. <laughs> well, there you go. You guys need to get some caravans there. And you need to get the caravan over onto the continent. So that means you have to use the channel. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> you have to go through the channel with your... And you need to meet Alexander in the, in the Swiss Alps. Find a cave. Okay. I'm joking. I'm trying to put this into a positive framework, but this this is definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. I have a trailer. I have a caravan here. And uh they are so good to have. Here in the in the the extreme west of North America, we had fires. I don't know if you remember. We had fires like four straight years. We had fires that were totally burning towns and everybody in it they were so fast um they were melting steel i-beams that was the fire was so hot it was melting steel i-beams into liquids of molten metal running down the hillside it was that hot uh took out whole neighborhoods i mean and i had a trailer and so i was able to pack myself both dogs, one cat, one co crow, three turtles into, because I had my landowner's animals there too, and uh, all into the trailer, and we drove away. And everybody was used to the trailer. Nobody was having a problem. Mr. Crow was the newest one, and he didn't have a problem with any of it. Because the animals know whether they're safe or not. And they knew they were safe get a caravan if you can afford it 
get a caravan if you can afford it. They're not that expensive. I my caravans, one of them's older than I am, which tells you something about that caravan. <laughs> other ones, other ones are like I have one from 1978. That's the dolphin. I have the Shasta from 64. So yeah, yeah. If you come over here, I have a caravan that you can live in. Okay. <laughs> Caravans for you. So Marie, so you, you know, that's where we're we're looking at you on that one too. All right. So let's work together with this. Let's combine our kundalini intelligence and let's find a way around Klaus Schwab and all of the other idiots like our government here. Uh, let's find a way to survive this without having chips inserted into our physical bodies. Bruno's asking, Master, I've heard about how it, the 80s, lots of people in different countries had visions or dreams here. Hang on a second. Oops, got to go to the chat room here. Uh, Master, I've heard about how in the 80s, lots of people in different countries had visions and dreams about natural disasters and were directed to Alto Paradiso, Alto Paradiso, which means high paradise in Brazil. People from all over the world still live there and waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, I've been to Alto Paradiso. It's Paradiso, I think, not Paraiso. I think it's Paradiso. I'm not sure, but it is high paradise. It is high paradise. I have been there. It's beautiful. This is this is right along the 14th parallel, which is a really good place to continue down the rabbit hole. The 14th parallel uh, crosses crosses Cusco, crosses the Great Pyramids, uh, is very close to Alta Paradiso. All these these very very significant spiritual sites. Are, seem connected to the 14th parallel on this world. So go into your computer and look at the 14th parallel, and you'll see it's like, I think Alta Paradiso might be right on the 14th parallel. I'm not sure. It might be a few miles away. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. A lot of UFO activity on the 14th parallel. Uh, and you just follow. It goes right, I think, let's see. da 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 da, da. Goes through the pyramids. It goes through some of the sacred sites in India, goes through the sacred sites in Asia. It's a very, very, very prominent uh, signifier of things that are spiritual, things that are psychic. Uh, you can feel it when you're there, you can feel the vibration in the air it's weird it's the, the vibration in the air there's a lot of ufo activity there as i mentioned um it it seems like there's ancient civilizations remnants there i mean if you look at the rocks they're very strange the rocks are just the rocks are like teeth um now of course the brazilian army has decided well you can't walk across that meadow into these rocks they don't want you to go okay and and yet, of course, Brazil is in their government is controlled by at this point American interests, but in the future will be controlled by Chinese interests. And they still don't want you to know about what's 
really there at the 14th parallel. Well, when I took a group up there, we walked over the fence. You know, we we kind of went this to the to the sign and uh, we walked over the fence and we felt the energy increasing as we continued in the distance. And so there's something there for sure. There's something there for sure. I can't tell you what it is. But there's this beautiful, beautiful waterfall, Cachoeira, the, the Brazilians call it a Cachoeira. And, and you can swim, you can go in it. You can, the, the, there's these fish in it that will like start eating at your skin, but it doesn't hurt. It's like facial exfoliation. So for you ladies that want to have a facial, just put your face in the water and the fish will do the work. Um, <laughs> and they have these juices. They've got a... Uh, uh, a rope bridge that takes you from the mainland off to this island. And then on this island, you know, have the huge waterfall coming down. It's very, very beautiful. I'll see if I can, if I can upload some of the videos that I took there. I'm not sure I can, but I'll see if I can access them. Um, but yeah, that's the 14th parallel, uh, Alta Paradiso. And as Bruno is saying that there are, there are foreigners that are still staying there and I don't know how they're getting away with that. You know, only you're only allowed six months, you know, in Brazil, the, uh, but maybe other foreigners, you know, get a longer uh, stay. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in Brazil, like the tunnels that go from Al, uh, Belo Horizonte all the way to Cusco. And those have yet to be explored because they're so long. They're cross continental. And the army doesn't have the electrical power to light it up, though that you know, with what they would need in order to to further explore that, you know. And then you get into Cusco, and you get the end of the tunnel there, and this is where a lot of strange things have happened. Uh, a lot of, uh, let's just say, strange things have happened there. Uh, hard for me to remember some of the names of it. Uh, some massacres took place there. But I don't think that was ET or psychically induced. I think that was the Spanish conquistadors coming in and just kind of like wantonly killing people because they wanted to control Cusco. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in South America. And if, if, if you choose South America as a place of refuge, it's not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice. I've been up in the Andes. I've been high up in the Andes. Uh, I've, I was at a place called The Way In. So The Way and then I-N-N, -N, right? So, And it's literally the way in to the Andes. You got to go up this really curvy gravel road all the way up to like 11,000, 12,000 feet. And then after this inn here, there's a few houses, and then you see this huge gateway of the Andes that you can go into. And you can get lost in there. There's also the, the dimensional school off the shore of Lake Titicaca, where they have the reclining woman, which is this ancient, 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 ancient artifact that's a doorway into the mountain. It's actually a doorway into dimensions. It's got another word for it in Quechua. I don't know what the, I, I, the word is, but 
a lot of uh, the translation means the reclining woman. It looks like a woman laying on her back. Uh, I spent the night there and I did an ayahuasca ceremony there and it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, you get to, you have some visions there. I did anyway. I don't. If you're ever doing ayahuasca, don't cloud it with marijuana. Don't do that. Let the ayahuasca do its whole thing. Okay. Don't mix things. Just ayahuasca and just that should just be the ayahuasca uh, vine, uh, Banisteropsis, uh, uh, Cappy, and then uh, Shakruna, uh, which is. Um, which is the bush that carries the uh, the uh, hallucinogenic qualities? So the the uh, vine carries the wisdom, and the bush opens the door to the wisdom. Okay, that's how it works. Um. Anyway, that's kind of an aside. South America is a good bet. South America is a good bet, and and the the Andes are tall and. You can get lost in the jungles, the high, high jungles, and uh, in the, in the high desert areas of the Andes. You can get lost there. But there's lots of entities there, too, weird, strange things that you need to be aware of. There's a tribe of blue people that live high, high, high up in the Andes. And the reason why they're blue is because they're they're so high in the Andes that their oxygen intake is limited, and it turns their complexion blue. Okay, so uh, and if there's a, they're in contact with the West, but and they can teach you a bit about your Kundalini as well. Okay, so if you have that opportunity to go down there and to see that and experience that, then I suggest you do it. They're the ones that know how to take an entity out of a person and put it into a crystal and then burn that crystal over an alcohol flame in order to release the entity from the material world. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I have the crystals that will do it too. Yay. Anyway. So. <laughs> Any questions about that thus far? Yes, Julia. Oh, I thought I saw you wave your hand. Okay. Questions, comments, cares, concerns? Jolanta, stay with us, honey. Stay with us. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruno's asking, could that be a place for the Kundalini community? The one on Titicaca? Talk to me, Bruno. Just speak into the microphone, please. Okay. Uh, Alto Paraíso. I did a seminar at the Alto Paradiso, and yeah, you could... Would the Brazilian government allow it? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, as the world is changing, the Brazilian government's going to be forced to change. They're giving in to China. They're they're adopting China and Russia's new uh, uh, money scenario, just like Britain and, and Germany are also doing that. Uh, they're adopting that. And so we should probably wait and see how that turns out. And also what Alex mentioned, the uh, the passports, you know, they don't want you to travel. They do not want you to have the freedom to move. 
So that could also be a uh, a hindrance. Okay. Uh, they want you kind of stranded where you are right now so they can control you where you are right now, right? That's how it works. Um, so there you, there you have it. But uh, Alta, Alta Paradiso is a large enough community that it would, it would support a Kundalini uh, commune located close by. And I said commune only because it resembles kind of a commune if you're sharing everything. And, you know, you... <laughs> Kundalini people would have limited attachments. I feel they wouldn't like be there collecting boats and and uh, recreational gear, you know, scuba divers, whatnot. Uh, so that would be a, a definite possibility, Bruno. If if the changes that are occurring right now will allow that to occur, Alta Paradiso. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember them. I remember that place. That's the highest, actually. The, one of the highest places in Brazil, is it not? I think so. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but it, it certainly is, is one a very high place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I've, you know, I have, ladies and gentlemen, uh, six different journeys to Brazil, right? Most of them to the, the, uh, the, um, the Mato Grosso area of Brazil. And I have awakened in the morning and I have breathed that air. I've listened to the parrots and the parakeets singing in the trees. I have wandered through uh, what level of wilderness there was there. Uh, they, there are things there that will kill you for sure. If you don't know about a fertilance, a fertilance will kill you. Fertilance is a snake about that long. And it's uh, silver, uh, silver with blue or silver with orange. And it's called a step and a half snake because when you get bit, you have about a step and a half before you die. Okay. And these are, <laughs> sorry. But it's true. You have to know about these things. But they don't chase you. They don't go after you. They're not aggressive that way. They just don't want you to step on them. That's it. They just happen to have this extremely toxic venom to people. So you don't want to step on them. Uh, other than that, they're, you know, they'll just lay in your path. They'll lay in their path and they'll sit, they'll look at you. They're, they're laying this way and they'll go and they'll see what you're going to do. They don't run away. They know they can kill you. So they don't run away. They they just look at you and see, well, what's he going to do? You know, and so you, you just want to get a stick and move them off the path, maybe far off the path. The guy that did it in front of me, he killed the snake, and I wasn't for that. You know, just because my right to pass doesn't trump, doesn't is not more important than that creature's right to live so i'm not you know i don't really but i haven't seen a friend or a family member die because one of those snakes bit them either so that will change your attitude um but if you go down to dr anthony's place you've got geez you got copperheads you got rattlesnakes you got coral snakes you got tarantulas you've got you know, all kinds of stuff there, right, Dr. Anthony? 
Yeah, we have black widows and brown recluse spiders and you know, all kinds of critters. <laughs> Just so don't go walking every- barefoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a barefoot place. <laughs> no. Except right. out in the sand dunes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you first. So, so yeah, so it's... It, it's it's important for people to understand these things. Anywhere you go, really, on this world, you're going to have some sort of a of a uh, predator type of scenario. Okay, it's not a it's it's a dangerous world. Now let's go further down the rabbit hole, shall we? All right, Doctor Anthony, thank thank you. Who owns this world? Who owns the world? There's one being that owns this world. Who is that? Anybody? Come on. Come on. An angel. Yes. Which angel? Lucifer. Yes. This is Lucifer's world. This is why this world is so dangerous and so devastating at times. And this is why you'll hear Lady Gaga going, oh, I, I worship Lucifer or Madonna. I, I worship Lucifer, all these things. This is Lucifer's world. Okay. Um, and a lot of the, 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 the top people entertain, in, in entertainment uh, are, are kind of possessed by that whole scenario, including Klaus Schwab. You know, those people are also possessed by Lucifer. Okay. The whole idea of why we're here having Kundalini uh, in on Lucifer's world, one of Lucifer's worlds, he's got more than one, uh, is for the Kundalini to develop. And God and grace know this. God and grace know this. This is very important for you to understand. God and grace know that through the the split of the original genders, uh, the the spill off of the genders, uh, and the creation of man and woman, uh, the polarities of black and white, light and dark, good and bad, all of these things, come together in order to allow us the development into human divinity. That is the point. Are you getting this, Sebastian? Human divinity. It doesn't matter what tattoos you have. And you're not the only one that has tattoos here. I'll tell you that right now. Mogali's got bunny rabbits all over the place. It's just, oh. <laughs> Master, can you repeat like a minute of that? My phone cut out. Which part? Um, after Lucifer's world, and then he has like a few. And that why are we why Grace put us here? Grace put us here for the purpose of allowing us to develop into divine humanity. 
similar <laughs> similar to the nephilim but without such destructive tendencies <laughs> in other words we're not we're not going to be eating people okay people will not be our food source unless you're stuck high in the uh, swiss alps but we won't go there right now i'm just kidding um we're on Lucifer's world simply because we need stress. We need to be conflicted. We need to have levels of disturbance within our soul uh, matrix in order for Kundalini to be brought into the open. Okay, it's very important. We this is the deal, and then Lucifer knows this. You know, Lucifer's not like I saw that angel. You know, I I've had interactions, and Lucifer is not against this at all. Lucifer knows this is part of his job. This is part of the deal. This is how you develop divine humanity is by having that contrast of good and bad and choosing a certain path within that goodness and badness. God and Lucifer are friends. <laughs> Seriously, no joke. Yeah, and Lucifer, yeah, he's got the hard job. He's got he's to have all this terrible, horrible, horrible stuff happen. He's got to be supportive of it. He's got to allow it. It's got to happen. Because if it doesn't happen, we don't have the level of contrast that we need from an emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, psychological context to develop the kundalini that is lying uh, dormant within us. We have to have these areas in order to awaken. We have to choose the right path. We have to be non-attachment. We have, to, we have to be forgiving. We have to have the absolute horrible, horrible things happen to us. Our children have to, to die. They'll have to be killed or you won't be able to have them or whatever, whatever it may be. The worst thing that can happen to a person has to happen. Not necessarily all in one life. That's the whole idea with, with reincarnation and karma is some things you just can't, you can't handle it all in one life. You'll commit suicide. So in order to keep people from committing suicide, certain levels of devastation and disaster must occur. The guy that's in the, the Kundalini movie uh, that I wrote, it's called Kundalini, and it's by Seven Dots Media. And uh, his name is Scott. Now, what Scott doesn't tell you in the movie is that he went skiing one day. He got up in the morning, had breakfast, went out, put the skis on, went up to the slopes uh, in Utah, I believe, in, in Snowbird or something like that. And uh, he went up there and he was coming down the slope. He's coming fast and furious like Scott can do. And he was airborne. and turned the skis uh, midair and 
his back collided with a tree. I mean, just broke his back, broke his back. And they had to pull him out with the ski patrol. They had to pull him out, take him to the hospital. And he said, you know, the first thing that happened to me was I felt this warm glow all over my body. <laughs> this, he said, there was no pain at all. I felt this warm glow all over my body. And then when I was in the hospital, I felt some pain. But for the most part, it was the Kundalini. The Kundalini came to me because of that accident which wasn't an accident, but okay, whatever. So this was a devastating hit for him. I mean, he lost his job. He lost his, his ability to make money. You know, he lost everything. And But Scott's a Kundalini man. And so he has like downloads of information that he can just act on. He can do anything, that man. Anything that's of a construction nature, Scott can do instantly. He knows what to use and where to get it and how to use it. So, so this can also happen for anyone. But this is why we're living on this world at this time, because of the severe levels of difficulty that are coming our way. And I suggest that you really go deep into your kundalini now. This is the difficulty is living on Lucifer's world is the activation, is getting to the activation. Now, all of you have got to the activation through various means. But don't think that that the scenario is going to be all uh, cherries and roses. It won't. You should have some difficulties. You should have them. Let me give you an example for me. She still gives me difficulties. Went to bed yesterday. Went to bed at the hour that I typically go to bed at. And I didn't move from the bed. Okay, I was there in the bed. And I woke up with tendonitis in my right Achilles tendon. Which means I can't walk very well now. I've got exactly the same thing. Exactly. You can't walk very well. Do you have it's a good been really sore the last couple of days for, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. No reason at all. And I woke up. Just feeling that, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time this has happened to me. This kind of Never thing will happen. That. Now, for you, Alex, I'm going to suggest uh, a DMSO gel at uh, 50, 30% uh, water and 70% uh, DMSO a 70-30 blend. Uh, wash your Achilles tendon and any anywhere where that gel is going to come in contact, wash that with the strongest form of grain alcohol that you can find. Um, I don't care if it's scotch or vodka, whatever it is, it needs to be grain alcohol. And then apply that DMSO to it for about five minutes then wipe that off with a with a towel or a rag or a paper towel and that 40 percent of your pain will recede almost well within those five minutes 40 percent of that pain will recede uh Magdalene so, is go ahead so i no gloves don't use any gloves <laughs> just your skin i've not been using any gel 
just a bit of massage, breath work, and meditation. Uh, path, uh, the the pain, I've almost eliminated the pain. Well, there you go. I managed there to. I mean, I'm walking uh, seven or eight kilometers a day through the forest and everything with with my dog still. Um, I don't know. I but, think I'll try to walk I had, today. I had to go sideways up the hill. I couldn't walk up this steep <laughs> hill because I had to go sideways to get up it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Getting, it's getting better now because I'm just, um, I'm actually kind of controlling the pain. and. Um, well, if you can control it, then, it. Then, then good, 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 good. It was good. bloody painful for, for quite but a while. But it is extremely painful. And this yeah. is for all of you to be aware of. Look, here's the, this is the benefit of yoga, once again. If you're not going to do yoga stretches, she's going to get the kundalini into you in those tight, tight areas, like the Achilles tendon going around the heel. That's a very, very tight area. Okay? Uh, so if you're not going to do yoga, she's going to do it to you. <laughs> I haven't been doing yoga, so she did it to me. So there you have it. There you have it. Okay, that's the value of yoga. And actually, uh, yoga, but stretches. I do do some stretches every day. And I think yeah. it might, might. I don't know whether it was one of the stretches that that may have done that. Um, but anyway, whatever it was, I just woke up one like you, <laughs> thinking bloody hell, who stabbed me in the? Oh. <laughs> It'll do your hips heel. too. It'll do your hips too. Yeah, I, I I've had hip problems. Well, I used to do a lot of horse riding, so I used to get bashed around a bit for couple of decades <laughs> fox hunting fox hunting uh, no not fox hunting i, I wouldn't hunt or hurt, <laughs> hurt the animals but uh, yeah dear. i used to ride three or four times a week two hours ago <laughs> and sometimes you know my, my actually if you, you can pull your pelvis out and get it tilted just by the way you sleep it doesn't have to be smacking around on a horse that's true but, that's uh, true if your if your mattress has a hole in it yeah or you, poor you, posture from sitting yeah. at the computer hunched right. or whatever right. all day i have to do exercise every day to just sort that out on my back out and then i'm fine there you go there you go but we have to have these pains we have to have the pain ladies and gentlemen this is what brings a greater level of grace and she'll bring it to you regardless I don't want you to go thinking, oh, what did I do? Was I riding a horse wrong? Is is my is my mattress not right? Is you know, am I not doing the breath work that Alex is doing? You know, all of these different things. She will bring it. It doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter whether you think you're well exercised or not. If it's not coming into a certain area of the body that she wants it to come into, she's going to bring it in and it's going to hurt. It will hurt. Some people, you read on the Facebook group, you know, they're constantly in pain because of the Kundalini. And that's only because they're not, they're resisting it. And the more you resist the pain, more you resist the Kundalini, uh, the worse it's going to get. So doing what Alex is doing, I think is a really good plan. Do your meditation, do your breathing, do your massage. Don't eat British food. <laughs> Stay away from that. It's nearly as bad as the American food, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're so much better than him. Oh, my God.
Well, at least here in Sonoma County. I can't speak for how things are in Texas. Anthony can tell us about that. But yeah, everybody's leaving California now. This is big, the big rush to leave California. Everybody's going to, to Oregon, to Washington, to Idaho, to Nevada, to Texas. Everybody's out of here. Mostly because Gavin Newsom is really kind of screwing things up. And this whole woke thing, and I, you know, I didn't want to talk about it, but this this woke thing turns a lot of people off, and they're codifying the woke thing into law here in California. If you don't, if if you don't acknowledge your children's choice of gender, then they will take your kids away from you. Think about that. So yeah, so they they want you to buy into that completely, and and I'm just, yeah, I don't buy into any of that. But I don't have kids, and they can't take my dogs away from me for not identifying with my dog's gender. So I'm good with it. But anyway, so we have to be here on this world in order to activate. And so that means you have to have difficulties and have tragic difficulties. And you have to have the ability to do goodness within these difficulties that's the golden key so no matter what horrible thing is happening to you you have to have the ability to do goodness that's the key okay and then you add that to your kundalini practice and you really really get the ball going for an activation to occur it's very important that you realize that. It's like giving birth. How many of you have given birth to a child? Raise hands. One, two, three, four. So it's like giving birth. I mean, I, I understand that giving birth is the easiest thing. It's the most painless thing. You know, it's just... Sometimes you just don't even know what happened and you wake up and there's a baby. Right, ladies? <laughs> it's one of the most painful things that you can do. And you give everything in order to bring that child into the world, right? You give everything. You give everything. You give a third of your body to bring that child into the world. Okay. And that's the deal. In order to, to receive the grace of that child, you have to give. And you have to give it in pain. Pain is a certain kind of currency. My childbirth was pretty easy. Okay. <laughs> You're lucky. But most people have to give uh, the currency of pain in order to birth that child. Most people, not Marie, but everybody else. <laughs> All right. Now that is if, if, unless if you're having a human baby, if you're having fur babies or fin babies, like Magali does, it's a different thing. Okay. All right. Questions, comments, uh, complaints about this part of the, of the uh, podcast. You've got to have pain 
and the kundalini will bring you pain. It's not the overarching thing, though. I mean, sure, for activation purposes and for infusion purposes, pain is a necessity. I mean, it's just it's like teething for a child. It's like same thing, same exact thing. Uh, but she also counterbalances that with extreme levels of bliss. I get bliss every day. Every single day I get bliss. And so should each and every one of you. Every single day. Jordan, are you getting bliss? I don't know about bliss, but I get a deep peace in my chest, in my heart. <laughs> that's good. Maybe that's not bliss. <laughs> no, no, that's, that bliss is... Bliss is a very powerful energy that wells up, that comes from the heart too, but it also, you can feel it filling up your entire torso to the point where when it comes to your face and your head, it just kind of explodes out of you. <laughs> and you're, you know, you're crying and you know, all of this. I get this every day. I can watch the stupidest movie or commercial and, and see something in there that triggers the bliss. Or I can see something in, in real life that triggers the bliss. I can see a flower and that just makes you really blissful or, or you know, nature. Okay. So all of you should be, should be on the blissful path. Jordan, uh, do the are you in the Shakti pot this time? Um, no, I'm just in the Scatterfield, permanent Scatterfield group. Oh, do this right here. Look at this. Let me lower this here. Ready? Can you see that? Uh -huh. Fingers like this, right? And do this. Okay. All over the fourth chakra. Harder. Harder. Here you go. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Now stop. You feel that vibration there? Mm, yeah do that every day for about that okay. amount of time and that's for anybody else that wants to experience the bliss as well this is this is a fourth chakra stimulation okay this yes dr anthony yeah we we um when i was a kid we did that in the catholic church all the time at mass the sign of penitence oh. <laughs> but that's that's what we did awesome but do it harder so that you feel the vibration the resonant vibration uh throughout the sternum and into the heart okay mm -hmm. okay do it thank do you it as hard as you can yeah good 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 okay so we are on this world for kundalini this is the only reason we are on this world and so you're thinking, oh, what about the 7 billion other people? They're on this world for Kundalini too. Everybody is learning how to detach from the materialital plane that we're in, encased in here. But in order to detach, we have to have that Kundalini. That's where the divine within us comes awake. Okay. So a kundalini community would take on a very, very different visual. You know, you wouldn't see people with, you know, a thousand cars parked out in front of their house, you know, or like four trailers like I have parked out in my house. 
<laughs> you wouldn't see that. The only reason I have these trailers is because for a long time I've I've had this plan for a Kundalini community and and I thought that if I just had a piece of land, I could put these trailers on there, people would have shelter, you know, while we're building the main shelter. And so, you know, there's that. Radu is asking about the movie. It is by Seven Dots Media. It's called Kundalini. It's on uh, Gaia. I believe Gaia is showing it. Um, and it's a movie that I wrote. And I'm in it. That's why I have an IMDB thing with my name on it. I forget the name of the director, but he came to the seminar I had in, in Arizona and he did a lot of the filming there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very basic movie though. It's I mean, and it's not just about me, although I wrote the narrative, but it's about Kundalini for the most basic non-believing individual. People who haven't experienced it, basically. So, you know, he he, he talks to different people. Um, not all of them who are very well experienced with it, but he himself at the time that he made the movie was not very well experienced with Kundalini. I think he's a lot more experienced now. So, yeah, you can see that movie. I have it here, actually. I have a bunch of copies of it here. The director is Nitin, something Nitin. I have it here somewhere on my messy desk. Okay, so questions, comments, concerns about this, about any of this. Yeah, Nitin Adsul, A-D-S-U-L, right, right, right. Yeah, you can you can get it there on Gaia. You, I don't think do you have to pay for Gaia. I don't know, but I think it's there on Gaia that you can watch it. All right. If you have no questions, then I am going to terminate this meeting. Uh, Christian, I have a question. Yes, sir. Um, you. You say that the Kundalini can uh, stimulate you, compel you to eat meat. And I have to say, I eat a fair bit of meat inside my diet. But um, there are different types of, um, yeah, there's grass fed and then there's where they put them in the boxes, right? What, what about the, the animal suffering you cause by, by eating that stuff? Uh, first of all, you don't cause it. Number one, it's the uh, the people uh, who who do the butchering that caused the pain. Okay, and uh, and I know you're thinking, well, since I buy it, then that's you know that that yeah, exactly, them. exactly. Right, right. Uh, like I said, this is a Luciferian world. This is why. If you go into nature, you constantly see a cycle of predation. Let me tell you something. I want you to go onto YouTube and I want you to watch how a praying mantis eats their food. Okay. I want you to get a close-up view of how wolves eat their food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, if you if you go out inside the forest and you hunt the food yourself, 
uh, I can understand, but the animals are being imprisoned inside those faculties where they where they butcher the meat, right? That they're uh, they are imprisoned there. So that is a okay, lot of right. suffering. Well, and, and you can't think of a of a natural scenario that does the same thing, Vincent. Do I have to enlighten you with this? Yes, you have to. <laughs> what does a spider do when she traps something in its web? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they imprison it. <laughs> they imprison it, and then they they inject it with a fluid that liquefies their inner body inside of the thorax. Do you think that's not painful? It is probably painful. <laughs> probably, yeah. And do you think that the uh, the deer that is screaming for its life as the wolves rip its guts out while its heart is beating and it's still alive, you don't think that's painful? Yeah, it is painful. You yeah. are absolutely correct. Pain is part of the deal here. I hate it myself. I don't like it either. I, I can't go on YouTube and watch animals being mistreated or, or the videos of animals... Uh, tearing each other to pieces i just it's really hard for me um can i add something here yeah 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 please when i when i did missionary work i fundraised a lot and i i fundraised in st paul south st paul uh austin and um i actually visited these slaughterhouses where the, the animals were were uh butchered and i can say that in america they have the most humane way of putting these animals out. They have an electric nail gun goes right into the brain and it's like instantaneously they're out and, and they don't start butchering until they're that, that is done. So they're, they're totally unconscious when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't Thank think you. they do that for chickens, but for the cattle they do. Yeah. So um yeah the, this is a difficult world pain is part of the process no matter I and mean, you know you, you talk to the vegan people and go oh, oh it's got eyes you know i can't eat anything that has eyes that it's looking at me well you know plants have eyes too they're just not like ours Plants scream. I used to work in a mental uh, facility for disturbed children. And uh, we had a guy named Mitch there. He's a nice guy for the most part. But his favorite thing to do was to go out onto the lawn and put his ear right next to the grass blades and pull them up. I say, Mitch, what are you doing? He says, I can hear them screaming. Okay, Mitch, time to go in. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, pain is pain is part of the deal, and it's part of the process too. Um, we have a fear of death on this world, and just having that level of fear of death is a pain as well. We have the pain of hunger, the hunger pangs, P A N G S. We have the, the pain for thirst. We have heartbreak, the emotional pain. Uh, 
you know, we have the pain of deprivation, of pleasure, of joy. We have pain. Pain is part of the process. It's a gift that this world offers us. It's not a nice gift. It's not a kind gift. It's a painful gift, but it's a gift nonetheless. Because without pain, you don't have pleasure. Think about it. All right. Radu says, wouldn't we be non-predators at the top of the food chain in an ideal world, an evolutionary last step? Well, this is kind of what we're becoming with the Kundalini. You know, eventually you won't need to eat meat. You won't need to eat plants. You'll just breathe energy. Breatharians do exist. Fruitarians do exist. So within Breatharians, the last time I taught this was in Minnesota. And you, it's the dawn and the dusk. The dawn of the dusk and the dusk have the strongest levels of consumable energy in the air. And you need to be in a natural place. You can't be in a city zone. I mean, you can be, but so much of the city is covered by pavement that you just don't have enough uh, growing things to, to feed you there. Now, if you go to Brazil, so here's what happened. The group, a woman in Brazil who was working at John of Gods, and I met her, she, we had a big birthday celebration for her uh, outside of the John of God compound in uh, Abajanya, Brazil. And so she went to the ranch and she, to her ranch, and she pointed to the spot where a tree used to be. And she says, Don't go near the spot. Don't go near that spot. Something really bad happened here. And I said, Oh, what happened? <laughs> so she said, A group of Americans came down. A group of Americans came down. And, uh, I, I, I led them on the property and they came to the tree that was here and they joined hands and they joined hands in a circle around the tree and they literally drained it of its life force. They killed the tree immediately and nothing will grow there anymore. I've tried to plant trees and nothing will grow in that spot. They're coming after me. Can you hear them? They know I'm not going to go digital. Anyway. So. <laughs> you can go out to a meadow or to a forest, and you don't have to kill anything. The Americans that did this were wrong, and she was very upset that they killed her beautiful tree. Uh, and, 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 and I assured her that I was not there to kill her trees. Uh, but that's an example of what you can do in consuming life force energy. And what you do is you just take it from certain areas. Actually, it's, it comes off naturally. It comes off naturally from the plants. So the way you can imagine oxygen is coming off of plants. 
It's that like, it's like that. You can just walk through, you can breathe through your palms. You can breathe through both palms. You can breathe through your eyes, through your nose, through your mouth. And you can consume life force energy that is offered freely to anyone. And you can live on that. Pretty soon your body does start to change. Uh, you, you, you still need to have water. You still need to have water. Um, but your whole digestive tract will go into hibernation, shall we say. Uh, because you're not digesting anything. Okay. And you need to to have a very pure level of thought and action and feeling so that you don't produce toxins that need to leave the body. Because life force energy doesn't produce any toxin, but your thinking will, your attitude will. Okay. So a person that reaches this area where they can just breathe the atmosphere, just breathe the life force energy, they need to have their inner life in a very good condition, very organized. Control over the emotions, control over the mental, the egotistic. You need to have those levels of control. None of us have this. I can teach it, but I wouldn't survive just part partaking of it unless I had to. And who knows, you know, with the way things are going. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'll be going up there to Mount Shasta and breathing the air. Thank you, Master. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, Alex says, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. My Buddhist friend taught me. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can control your mind, that's one thing. Um, amounts of pain. Well, you suffering and pain pretty much go hand in hand. But if you control your mind, then you can do that. If you if you're walking through life in a meditation, then you can do that. You can control how much pain comes your way. He's actually yeah. quite an incredible guy. He he um he goes into the palliative care units in at the city hospital in Nottingham and all these cancer patients who are in extreme agony. He teaches mm. them these breathing techniques and it relieves their pain. Nice. It's very good. Nice, yeah, very nice, very nice, very nice. You know, the Buddhists don't really follow Kundalini at all. They, they don't like it because it, it takes them away from their indifference to the world. Obviously, your friend has a compassionate heart, but Buddhism predominantly doesn't agree with Kundalini, or doesn't agree with, I guess, the way I teach Kundalini. Um, they call it charisms. <laughs> I found that kind of funny. They, they and their their charisms uh, are to be ignored. So you ignore your kriyas, you ignore your skill sets, you ignore all these things, and you just continue your uh meditation yeah interesting he never mentioned kundalini and he yeah he, he 
he taught his meditate he was really really good actually because he taught his meditation on a secular basis it was nothing to do with the buddhist he, mm. he wasn't teaching buddhism good good um, good although he, he for those that were interested he would talk about you know the four noble truths and the eightfold noble path and mm. you know the basic ways of living that you don't have to be a buddhist to benefit from and, and yeah, the mind. Tibetan the Tibetan Buddhists do very similar things too, and you know they have very special skill sets that their lamas practice. Like you know, part of that lama test is having a getting dipped in water and then having yourself placed into a freezing <laughs> snowstorm, and you dry the your clothes with your grace. Or the Longopa runners that, you know, they're, every step is like 60 feet or 60 yards, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, so much we can do. We have so much possibility. And Kundalini really is the doorway into these possibilities. But like with Alex, I'm looking at Alex right now. And so I'm just, for Alex to fully develop his grace, what must he do? Anybody? What must he do? Sebastian, you've been gaining some wisdom lately. What must Alex do to fully develop his kundalini? Well, surrender is always the best. <laughs> That's right. He didn't do, do much to um, improve the kundalini development. You can only ask and surrender. You can leave society. Yeah, that is true. Alex would have to give up his his beautiful place in Nottingham. He'd have to put away his Robin Hood costume and his bow. And he wouldn't be able to participate in these things anymore. Well, maybe he could. Maybe he could go live out in Sherwood Forest. And <laughs> the way Robin Hood did. I've never been partial to tights. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you, you need to leave society. And this is what they do in, in India, where Tina is right now. In India, often, if a man gets the kundalini, and of course they only talk about men because in their opinion, women can't have kundalini, which is really kind of silly. Uh, but the men, when they get the kundalini, they try to bring their affairs in order. They 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 make sure their family is going to be taken care of. Uh, then they take off their clothes and they just walk into the jungle and they're gone. They don't come back. They don't die, but they go out there to develop the kundalini. And because it's in India and it's so close to the equator... You know, they you know they're not dealing with like snow or anything like that. Although I have to say, you know, I've never been to India. Don't plan on going. Um, cold is not always an issue with Kundalini. You can run hot all the time. I ran exceptionally hot for ten years. So I I normally run hot. And then the week before last, 
I was absolutely freezing cold. I mean, freezing <laughs> cold. I had a double, it was, it was warmish weather. I had a double quilt on my bed. I was ice cold. I was literally freezing. <laughs> That's then, for the tropics. That's for the tropics. And then know, this, <laughs> this week I've been all right. I've, I've gone back to normal warm uh, radiant self. Thank God. Although we've got a thunderstorm out and torrential rain outside right now. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. Lovely. You, should, <laughs> you should collect your rain for your garden. <laughs> Thanks. Now, <clears throat> I suggest all of you run or walk at least three miles every day. If you can, if you're not having an Achilles tendonitis flare up, okay, or gout or arthritis or anything like that. I suggest you get out there now. If you can find a place to do this, that's really good. And you know, and I mean a place where it's natural, where there's a bodies of water, uh, thick trees. You know, you have to follow a path, perhaps not a paved path, but a path, a dirt path. Get out there and do that every day. I try to do it every day. I try to walk Ishta every day along these paths. And I know Julia. Julia's running. She'll. She'll run three to four miles every day, every single day. And if you want to see where we run, go to uh, uh, Google Earth and go to uh, Howarth Park, Santa Rosa, California. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Howarth Park, A-H-O-W-A-R-T-H, Park. And it's really the best place. It's like almost made for Kundalini people to do this work with. It's so perfect. The prana is so rich. It is tangible. It's really good. But I suggest all of you, I'm sure all of you can have access to this. I know that when Julia was living in, in uh, what do they call that town? Walking. <laughs> you know, she, she could find different forces to run through different forests to run through and and uh she she found this one beautiful area called victoria lake what was it julia victoria falls victoria lake falls victoria falls are you familiar with that alex uh, beautiful no, no beautiful place i'm lucky beautiful. here because i'm surrounded by i'm literally just surrounded by forests right. well so, that's good that's good and various but, country parks so. for those for those of you listening to the podcast that are living in the uk uh look look up the sherwood forest area but also look up the victoria falls area a uh, large body of water beautiful scenery the romans were there so you have a bunch of roman ruins around there and uh if you're a girl if you're a woman don't run there alone uh but if you're a guy just go ahead and take off and uh have a good run have a good run um so yeah yeah try to do that every single day and in a prana rich environment your house if you have a typical house uh, you're not going to have a prana rich environment in the house okay but outside with the combination of different plants and different uh microorganisms and different levels of prana generating creatures and water Oxygen, solar radiation, nitrogen, carbon, all of these mix and the and the solar radiation really activates it. Mix it 
mixes into an invisible gas that cannot be seen and cannot be measured yet by science called prana or life force energy. And this is what you're breathing in. This is what you're breathing in. It's really good. Really good. So do your best. Do your best. Follow the, the path of the Indian men who just forsake everything and go off into the forest. Now with Dr. Anthony, Dr. Anthony lives in Texas. And in Texas, you don't really have the forest, but you have the desert. You have the desert there. And he still has wild plants and wild creatures. They're just of a different kind. And you can still breathe prana in the desert areas, for sure. Let's see. Yeah, Julia's putting in a bunch of different things there. Uh, Virginia, Water, Lake, Surrey, UK. Okay. So for those of you that, that have the access to a forest, definitely use it. Definitely use it. Um, for those of you that don't, three o'clock in the morning, Take your walk, wherever you are on this world. Three o'clock in the morning, the golden hour, take your walk outside. That will give you enough new energy to develop your kundalini with. Okay? I find myself up at 3 or 2.30 or 3, around those hours, and... and uh, you know, I'll walk, I'll walk out there. Now, I know, I know, I know. If you live in a weird area like I do, you know, like I wouldn't, I would not feel comfortable having any woman walk in my area alone at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, no, uh -uh. not a chance. But I'm just not as attractive as your typical woman. And, you know, and so, <laughs> you know, there's a safety zone in ugliness. So that's when I can do it. Now, if you have a friend, if you have, you know, if you have a, a partner that you can do that with, then definitely go and do that at three o'clock in the morning with a partner. Okay. Questions, comments, complaints? All right. So we went down the rabbit hole a bit today, and I just want to thank you for persevering with me here. As we climb out of the rabbit hole and we're breathing the beautiful mixture of sunlight and oxygen and nitrogen and argon and carbon dioxide. And let's just really be grateful for our Kundalini, be grateful that we're on this difficult predatory planet. Be grateful that we have reached a certain time in our soul existence that has allowed us to venture into the reality of divine humanity. And let us keep that divine humanity active and present in our relationships with, with people who don't have the Kundalini yet, with the animals, with the plants, with the insects, with ourselves. Keep it strong, keep it active. And I'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone.